Hollywood Community Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. Being together around the Lord's table. And when we come to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, and Paul's going to talk right in the middle of the chapter about communion. I think one of the thrusts that he has about communion is that it's a very holy and sacred thing. And at its core, I don't know if we often think of it this way, at its core, communion is an act of unity. And there was a horizontal issue that was going on in the church at Corinth. There was an issue they were having with one another. And we can see that in the chapter in verses 17 and 18. Look there with me. Paul says, in giving this instruction, I do not praise you because you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that divisions exist among you and in part I believe it. Now, if you look through the chapter and read it through later, you'll find out that part of what they were doing, which was common in the New Testament early church, is that they would have, prior to communion, what was called a, a love feast meal. And rather than doing that meal in, in Corinth, and what we would do in more of a potluck fashion, what they would do is they would bring their own food and eat their own food, and then they would have communion. And what was happening is that some people who had a lot of money were gorging themselves in that meal, and other people who were much poorer went without anything to eat. And that's so counter to what communion is supposed to be all about. Because in communion, the social and the class and the race distinctions that exist among us as followers of Jesus Christ are to be all set aside we're really one body in standing before Jesus Christ. As has been said for many years, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. So you could take someone from the highest class who's the wealthiest and someone who's maybe from the lowest class who's the poorest, and when they stand in front of the cross, they're on level ground. And the Corinthians had lost sight of that. They were really operating with a self-focused mindset. And you know what? It's easy for us to drift into the same thing, where we have a self-focused mindset. If you've been with us in the study, you know that they were proud. They were pretty proud spiritually as who they perceived themselves to be. And unity was not a priority in this church. So there was this horizontal issue that Paul addresses in chapter 11, and then there was also a vertical issue that he wants to address. It was an issue between the believers and the Lord himself, and we see him addressing that in chapter 11, verses 27 to 29. Look down at verses 27 to 29. He says, therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord, he's talking about partaking of communion, in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But a man, a, a person, a man or a woman or a young person, must examine himself 
And in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. If you eat or you drink, if you partake of communion in an unworthy manner, what's that really mean? What's he talking about? Well, you know, in one sense, all of us are unworthy as we come to the communion table. We're all unworthy of the grace of God. We're all unworthy of the mercy of God. Is that not right? We're all unworthy of the cross of Christ because we didn't earn any of the benefits of it. And so in one sense, we are all unworthy of participating in communion. So what does it mean when he talks about eating and drinking in an unworthy manner? Well, I think a very strong hint or clue is given to us in verse 28. Notice verse 28, he says, but a man, again, a person must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. You see, the issue that they were struggling with And this vertical issue between them and the Lord was how they were approaching the communion table. And some of them were approaching the communion table and they were actively just sort of acting out in this selfish manner. They were not, I mean, we're all selfish to some degree, but they were acting out as we saw in this earlier deal with this love feast that was going on. They were acting out in a selfish manner. Some of them were coming to the Lord's table actively entertaining sin in their life. Now, we all go through a day and we're going to fall from here or there. But these Corinthians were entertaining sin in their life. They were at times embracing the sin in their life. And they were approaching the Lord's table with a hard heart. They were approaching the Lord's table unrepentant and stubborn. And here's what he's saying. He said this to them, and he's really saying this to me, and he's saying it to all of us. When we're acting out in a selfish manner, when we're actively entertaining sin in our life, when we're approaching the Lord's table with a hard heart in an unrepentant, stubborn mindset, it can bring judgment in our life. But notice he says in verse 31, if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. And I remind you that the judgment he's talking about is not the judgment of a judge condemning a criminal. Rather, the judgment he's talking about is the judgment of a father disciplining his child. So what this means as we get ready to gather around the Lord's table is before we come to the Lord's table, we need to reflect We need to repent. We need to confess. Together around the Lord's table. When we come together around the Lord's table, we have to look within. But also we have to look back. And he talks about that in verses 23 to 25. He says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. He received it from the Lord. It was a baton passed to Paul. And 
Paul then passes the baton on to them and to us. And when Jesus had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And there's a couple of phrases I just want you to focus on here just very, very quickly. This is my body, verse 24, which is for you. He did this on our behalf. He did this in our place. And he says two times in this section, do this in remembrance of me. And what does that really mean? Well, well, biblically, remembering is not just some sort of casual reminder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jesus died. Remembering biblically means that there is a careful review of the significance of what was involved. And so when we partake of the Lord's table, there should be a look within. There should be a look back at the cross and the significance of what happened there. And then also there should be a look ahead. We see that in verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so what we want to do now is to be together around the Lord's table. And what we practice at Wildwood is what is called open communion. That means you don't have to be a member here to participate, but we do believe that communion is designed for those who've made a life choice to trust in the work of Jesus Christ, his death on your behalf. And if you've trusted him as your rescuer from sin and judgment, you're welcome to participate. And what we're going to do this morning is we're going to have some folks who are going to pass to us the bread and the cup at the same time, and we want you to grab onto the bread and the cup, and then as an act of our unity, we will partake of them together. So I'm going to ask the folks to begin to pass those elements out right now, the bread and the cup. So take some time just in the next few moments to look within, to look back, and to look ahead because Jesus Christ is coming again one day.
and it's an amazing thing, the work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. There's a lot of things sometimes we get proud about. But one thing that ought to just explode pride in our life is just to realize we owe everything to him. And in order to honor the one who bled and died and rose again for us, let's, let's stand up. And he said, we're to do this together as an act of unity as the church of Jesus Christ. On that very first night, you know, Jesus took the bread and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he said, eat it. So let's eat the bread. also took that cup and he said as an act of unity as a church this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you do this in remembrance of me let's drink the cup in honor of him Father in heaven, we just thank you so much that we have days like this in which we can hear about how you transform lives all around the world, how you can bring encouragement to an 11-year-old's heart who's known very little love and acceptance in her life and open her eyes to the fact that Jesus loved her from before she was born. And as we have the privilege of sharing the good news with her, to see her embrace a Savior for all eternity. Thank you for days like this in which we can see individuals in this service and more to come in the second service who give a testimony by baptism of their relationship with the living God through our great Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for days like this in which we can just gather around as equal people around the Lord's table. Take a little look within. We need that periodically. Take a look back and just remember the ramifications and significance of what Jesus has done. And then to just look ahead one day, we're all going to be together when our Savior returns in all of his glory. And we're ready for that. Father, we're ready. Thank you for all that you have done today. Continue to keep our hearts soft before the person of Jesus Christ, we pray. And we pray in his name. Amen. And you know, when they had that very, very first communion, it tells us in the Bible that before they departed, they sang a hymn. And so we want to sing a song of celebration to our Savior. Great.